So uh, having some computer issues here, and uh, we were kind of worried that we weren't going to do the show. We might have lost our fans. John, I wasn't worried about it at all because I don't care, frankly, and no one else does either. And just when we're starting to get back into the swing of things, kind of. I know we are, we are almost week. back in the swing. It's almost like we have that spring training thing of like, you know, I feel like we're the batters that are catching up to the pitchers, you know, like, right. yeah, we're squaring up some b- balls or as they say now, barrels, right? Yeah. That's Barreling a technical term that's recent. Barrels. All right, guys, do better than that. Come on. <laughs> come on. We're calling the coronavirus COVID-19. We can come up with something better than barrels. Wait a second. What's what's the coronavirus? That's the thing that's sweeping the, the planet and it's killing everybody. Oh, okay. Not down here. It's 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 not even discussed. So <laughs> is I find right? it quite interesting that is oh, not even haven't seen a single mask, not a single conversation about it. The only time you ever see it on the local news is when their cameras are pointing at everything that's going on everywhere else in the world. There there's not even a remote concern about it down here in Argentina. Well, John, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> Rest in peace, my brother. <laughs> So this is Foul Territory, episode 118. I'm John Sumple. He's Jed Rigney. I am Jed Rigney. And this is the With Nail and I episode. And I have to admit, as much as I've wanted to see that movie for decades, because I think it came out in the 80s, I have never seen it. More like Without Nail and I. (laughs) Did you ever see that one? I have not. I think I saw like a clip of it somewhere and I was just kind of like, meh, that's not really for me. Yeah, we'll uh, pick up with something next week, hopefully, that's a little bit more current, uh, or at least uh, well-known, hopefully. Right, or, you know, beyond with nail and like, nail. legitimately <laughs> on a list of the best comedy movies of all time. Right, right. With Nail and I, I don't think is, is a top 100 on, uh, you know, the, the people who spend their time documenting stuff like this, so... Yeah, so that's the problem. The problem again is that there's no like legitimate ranking service for the best comedies of all time. No, AFI had one about 15, 20 years ago, and then they they more or less do the update of the the every ten years. I think they do that the best films of all time. Yeah, uh, but you know that's everything's open to interpretation. I find that list to be lacking. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their favorites, and that's okay. Yeah. We're not well, also, that's to, the question uh, becomes, what's your favorite and what's the best, right? Like, if you were to ask right. me what's my favorite movie, it's Joe versus the Volcano. But I don't think that's the best movie I've ever seen, and I certainly don't even think it's the best comedy that I've ever seen. It's just my favorite. Okay. And you've seen that how many times again? Um, I mean, it's over 50, but, like, around there, I just lost track, and it just, you know. Wow. What is? I've seen it once. When it came out in the theaters, I remember going to the theater nice. back in the eighties, right? Late eighties, uh, nineties, I think, early nineties. Was it early nineties? Okay, or like ninety, ninety one, something like that. Okay. Well, we've had we've had numerous conversations, uh, not numerous, a couple of conversations. One really in depth one, I believe, one time. So, but uh, that's enough banter. Let's get into this week's headlines. Let's do it. 
So I guess the biggest news, and, and you're going to have to carry me on some of these because I'm, I haven't been uh, plugged in, as they say, uh, the past few days. Transitioned to a new city this week in uh, Argentina. So we went from Mendoza to San Carlos de Bariloche. So I'm oh. on the northern tip of the Patagonia region. So, uh, yeah, good. it's really cool down here. I am in Glendale. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Number one headline for this week, Christian Yelich making some news, an extension, a big one, some big bucks. Yeah. 200, but not, 215 not quite million. as big as I thought it would be, right? Like, didn't well, it he seem did, like it was he, be he did this early in his career with the Marlins. He signed a seven-year, $49 million extension. Oh, I think that's right. Second year. So this might be an attachment to that. I don't know where he is in that seven years. He's probably right. So he's still got a couple, couple years on the, on the thing. Yeah. He was one of the first players to do those longer term, younger players doing the longer term deals. Um, And I remember at that time going like, this is awesome for the Marlins because if he turns out to be as good as he's projected to be, that's a steal. And what if, what if, he turns out to be even better than projected, but only after having been traded away to the Brewers. What about that situation yeah. for the Marlins? That did happen. That, that's happened. <laughs> well, I, I guess where they, I guess they make up for that though with uh, Giancarlo Stanton because he has been a shell of his former self to date since he left the Marlins. I guess he had an okay season two years ago, but it wasn't MVP and nearing 60 home runs. I think he hit, what, 41 or something like that with the with the Yankees in that band box. Everyone was saying he was going to hit 70. Yeah, I think he was swinging for, like, trying to hit 100. It was, a, it yeah. was an interesting he only played, year what, watching like him strike games, out all those. 15 games? Yeah, and then last year was rough. And now this year it year? looks like he's going to miss the start of the season. Yeah, the Yankees Strained are doing right it calf. again this year. Yeah. So you have their their pitching is down. They're down two pitchers. They're down two outfielders. And 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 today their ace gave up four home runs. Yeah, but you know I never watch spring training stats. Like the only thing you want to watch in spring training stats is like if which fringe guy is going to make the roster, and like maybe if a pitcher is trying out a new pitch, or if somebody is suddenly showing a little more velocity. Like that's all like, you know, Kenley Jansen is throwing 93 already. And remember last year he came in pumping 89 in spring mm-hmm. training. So maybe a little uptick for Jansen after his work in the off season uh, with the driveline baseball folks. Good. And Kershaw did that as well, right? That's right. And Kershaw's were, looking pretty dang sharp. Yeah. So there's something to that driveline thing. Hey man, science, check it out. Science, Right, right. So another extension for Johan Mankata with the White Sox, five-year extension. Do we have numbers on that? As far as I know, it was something like $15 million a year, and it's like a little bit less than Bregman's big deal. So feels like, you know, like with a little inflation and a little, so it's a, not quite as good as Bregman's deal, but good a good deal all around. If Johan Mankata becomes like, you know, as good as he can become, then the White Sox will be sitting pretty with a, a gorgeous contract and Yohan Mankata will still be, you know, a multimillionaire who could will never pay. spend all his money in his, his lifetime. Much. So, right. well, our next headline before we get into his, his conversations with the commissioner, but Trevor Bauer made some comment about that. He's made 
enough, not enough money. He goes, I've made a lot of money. And he's only made 30 something million so far in his career. And he's the one who talked about last season that he was only going to do one year extensions. Right. And, and now he's walking that back a little bit, but you know, he, he's a free agent at the end of this season. And, yeah. Oh, he's, and the, he's walking you know. it back after he had the really bad season after the good <laughs> season. And he was like, well, now wait a second. Yeah. What if one year I have a really bad year? I might not get as much money the next year. Right. That's just he, stupid finance. Like, what I appreciate, <laughs> but what I appreciate from him, he's like thirty million is a lot of money. Yeah. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm. I'm not. You know. I'm good. I appreciate yeah. that because we're we're talking. You know, stupid money. With it these is players. pretty crazy. It is yeah, pretty at least it's not the NBA. The NBA still just baffles me how a, you know, a, a number seven player on the bench is making, you know, 15, 20 million dollars a year that I just don't get. Yeah, that but that's just because there's only 13 guys on a team and the, the, the teams themselves right. make as much and and are worth as much as a baseball team. And they don't have minor leagues and they don't have whatever. So it's got to go somewhere if you're getting yeah. if you're doing 50 50 revenue, then the players, it's got to go to the mm-hmm. players and you got to yeah, pay them all that money. It. It just is the economics. It's crazy, are, though. Um, it's crazy. It's the, crazy. The basketball thing, it plus is. all this thing they do where, like, they buy out players and then they just go over to another team in the middle of the year. Like, that feels like a mm-hmm. – I don't know. Like, it feels like – if that happened in, like, a in like a fantasy sports league, people would, like, be losing their minds. Like, oh, well, you right. can't, that, that's a good player that you just cut. And now he goes over for pennies on the dollar. People would lose their minds. I would like to see that happen in our fantasy league. Don't get me sorry. I'm, you know what I'm very worried about our that fantasy would be league crazy. is I'm worried that like we have a couple tankers. For those who don't know, our fantasy league is going. What's this? The fifth year, the sixth year. We have a couple of guys who yeah. are tanking next year, which John did last year masterfully. Masterfully tanked his team for a year and a half, basically, uh, and has just amassed year and a half. Yeah, a, just a, a, a huge trove of talent to go into this season and possibly even contend for first place with me though more likely second place. But the uh, we have two guys tanking, and I'm so worried that it's just going to turn into like just a mess because they're also like have very shoddy player evaluations, these two guys. So it's like, anyway, it's going to mm-hmm. be a mess. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get ugly. I'm thinking of imposing rules before it starts just to make sure it doesn't get too ugly. And So is it going to be fire sales on the opening day? I That's what I'm concerned is that these guys are just going to go out and like buy a bunch of players in the auction and then immediately turn around and sell them all. So, uh, which you, which you can't do. Yeah. Trade them. You can't do that in MLB, right? You have to wait till June 1st to trade a, a recently signed free agent. Right. I remember that. I remember learning that when Fred McGriff was being traded to the Dodgers or from the Dodgers, but he had to wait till June 1st to be able to be traded. Oh, I didn't know that. Or something like That's that. An unknown rule. To but me. it was a Fred McGriffish June 1stist. So what was the conversation between Trevor Bauer and uh, Rob Manfred? Oh, it was a productive meeting. Okay. What was the productive meeting right? about his This is hilarious. His red assness? Well, cuz he's like been online talking talking crap about like these new rules they're talking about and you know, so Manfred was mm-hmm. basically like, oh, "Hey, the playoffs. All the crazy playoff stuff and the 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 right, moving right. the mound and like all the stuff and so Bauer was like openly saying like this is crazy this guy Manfred does not like baseball if he's suggesting these things legitimately so Manfred basically said any mm-hmm. player wants to come talk we can talk and Tra- Trevor Bauer took him up and came out of it very I don't want to say he was contrite but he felt assuaged 
And so either one of two things happens. Oh, either nice. either Manfred was like, here's the blackmail we have on you. Shut your mouth. <laughs> or Manfred was like, look, this is the big picture for what we're going for. And sometimes we just have to say stuff as a negotiating thing or just to like, just to get people talking about the sport or whatever. So one of those two. So he just needed him to be okay with the developmental stuff that's still in the works, still yeah. being discussed, but not trash it the second it comes out. Right. So that's good. Right. So as a Red Sox fan, you must be somewhat concerned about the Chris Sale news. It seems pretty tentative right now. Yeah. So they thought it might be a Tommy John thing. First, they were lying and saying that he was being held back because he had pneumonia. And then they were saying, oh, well, he's being having his elbow checked out. And now they're saying it's a flexor strain, which sometimes does lead to Tommy John. But yeah, here's the mm-hmm. thing about the Red Sox. Like, it's a weird team, right? Because this pit team has no real pitching staff at all. Still has an excellent offense, even without bets. But like, what is mm-hmm. what is this team? Like, the bullpen is shaky. The starting pitching is like, what is going to happen with this team? I almost want them to just like do like a mini fire sale. Tank. Just a just a little one. <laughs> Just a little one. A little one. Eat a little, eat a little contract. Trade it out. Just be like, you know what? This division is tough this year. Even with the Yankees falling apart left and right. I mean, that might be the only thing keeping the Red Sox in it is the Yankees falling apart like this. But I gotta feel right. like the the Angels or the Indians or the Twins are gonna be the ones that benefit from the Yankees and Red Sox sort of falling apart here. Like it's just such falling a mess. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So let's jump to the Yankees real quick. Uh, Severino out, Tommy John surgery. That was a yeah. huge blow. Yeah, that's uh, a rough you one. You have Paxson out with some back issues, so he's out for a couple months. Um, you have Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton on the shelf as of right now. And Aaron Judge is kind of like they don't know what's wrong with him. He's going through not one or two tests, as Cashman said, but seven to ten, a battery of tests to figure out what ails him. I think was the language. I, I don't even know what that means. What's wrong with them? I mean, maybe it's coronavirus. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that would be that would be rather interesting if all of a sudden a player comes, you know, in any sport that yeah. you know, this happens to. But you know, from what I've read and from what I've researched, very little research I've done. This has not been on the top of my mind at all in any way, shape, or form. Is that if you you have chronic illnesses, respiratory issues, then this is something to be concerned about. But if you're healthy, it's not something to be concerned right. about. So or if you're an old, the media sorry, olds. This. Well, yeah, the oldies. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, no, we're I'm, we're give me another fifteen. You're, you're years under under might, sixty. Might, it's might like qualify. almost no effect. So don't even worry about it. under sixties. Over sixties, yeah, so younger, younger kids in peace. And over seventies, yeah. <laughs> well, you know there is this. Uh, it's a, that's a whole different podcast on conspiracy theories with this too. There's tons of stuff flying around re- in regards to that too. Yes, and yeah. It just it's it's doing great things to the stock market and four hundred one ks. You know, my wife's four hundred one k lost like ten grand in a week. Oh wow, <laughs> which was you know kind of like whoa shit that was. Not a good week for the stock market, but then it bounced back, and it's, right. just, it's been crazy. It's been a roller coaster. So I wouldn't ride. want to be in Seattle right now. Uh, Seattle apparently is shut down. Yeah, because of one nursing home. Uh, the city is shut down. The soccer game. This one team won't even go to the city, so the they can't play their MSL game or whatever it's called. We don't. Finally, some good news of the sport, so we really don't follow it. <laughs> They're shutting down soccer. 
but it is going to be interesting to see if this how this plays out because I know over in Japan and in in South Korea they've been basically you know scheduling games without fans. Yeah, and also in, no in more bat soup served at the stadium. <laughs> and the Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics. That's going to be a tough jeopardy one. this summer if they don't get this under control. But we're fortunate that our president uh, has said that you know they'll have something in play within a couple of months before he was quickly corrected by the expert in the room and said, oh, no, it'll probably take a year and a half before we have something to deploy. So, you know, let's just wait it out. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, we might we might see. I mean, again, I, I, I find myself a little bit baffled by the whole idea that we're talking about a planet of nine billion people and we're, we're, we're only at, what, 800 deaths, 900 deaths or something like that, and we're panicked. Right. I'm... I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but yes, another podcast, another day, but this is a baseball podcast. So let's get back. The Red Sox did pick up some pitching help though. Yeah. Uh, that That's a good thing, right? Colin McHugh signing with the Red Sox this week. I mean, he's a good pitcher. I mean, he's got some injury problems, of course, but that's a pretty decent dude. I mean, I don't know what his workload is going to be. I mean, I know what the Red Sox want, 220 innings, but I don't know what his workload capability is but if he could do like a 4.2 era with a strikeout per nine inning like that's that's the third best starter on that staff with sale on it so right it's an ugly and, staff and, and, he, and they keep and they keep the mouth shut too in regards to the cheating scandals because he's going from one team to another that shut your of... mouth john how dare you <laughs> how well, dare I love you all sir the, the stuff going on so do you feel that the Red Sox are going to get a major slap on the wrist? Come? No, I don't think I they think are. I think it's supposed to be the middle of the month. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be just like, you know, a minor thing, if anything, because I think that they weren't doing what the Astros were doing. I think the Red Sox were probably doing more like kind of what everyone's doing. And they're talking about this. We can jump ahead to this point with it. The MLB is, they want to limit in-game video usage. Right. The players are like, well, wait a second, but, well, when they're not so, but wait a second, in-game video usage. I feel like once the game starts, like the preparation is anybody over. Anybody could watch it, right? Right. The preparation's and, over. But anybody, let's play the game now. Well, I think some of the players have taken to heart, you know, the whole statistical, you know, revolution that we're in the world that we live in right now because contracts are being based on yeah, this stuff. And absolutely, so they want to be able to go in. They should be able to have printouts of their spreadsheets with them in the the dugout in the clubhouse. Right. Absolutely. But watching video of stuff? Hell no. The game has started. But what about saying, okay, my last at bat, let me go and, and look at how I looked. What no. was my launch? Next game. You know, your next game. That okay. night. I, I'm with Next that. day. No, not during the game. The, the thing is like you just open the door to too many things, right? It's like, look, if you get sure. a, if you give a kid access to the internet on his phone or his computer, guess what? He's going to wind up looking up porn. Right. So at you can say age. like, oh, well, don't don't look at porn. That's bad. But it's like he's on the Internet. Right. He's going to find the, the porn. Second you say don't look at it. There's they'll, they'll find a way. So don't exactly. look at your in-game, you know, uh, video and they'll still find a way. Yeah. There's going to be a way that they're going to be able to go back and do that. So they will look for yeah. it. So, yeah, it, it, you know, it's the world we live in, though. Technology is a big driver now. And, you know, ever since we came out with all the, the crazy statistics and measurements yeah. that have been in play now for the last three, four seasons, uh, the players are being measured. That stuff is coming up you know, in every single arbitration case. 
So these guys are fine tuning and tweaking as the day, you know, as the innings go on, as opposed to, you know, in the, it used to be that you worked on your game in the off season <laughs> and a little bit during spring John, training it used to be that you would, you would finish the game, go out and get drunk and bang some whores, then go home to your family, <laughs> take a snooze for a bit, go back to the ballpark, play cards with your friends, make fun of, of, of minorities. Like, I long, that's the old baseball. The new baseball is all about statistics and I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> and you love it. And you No, it's it. obviously it's the, the sports change, but like they just have to draw a line. And the line is you don't get to watch videos yeah. during a game. Also, like half these people right. are I'm sure are watching like The Wire, you know, and like save it for the airplane ride. That's that's good. I, I think that is a uh will be, I don't want to say a bone of contention, but it will be something that is discussed for the next collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. And you got to figure Aaron Judge is going to be in there going like, well, no, actually, I know I said a lot of stuff about the Astros, but actually I would like to be able to watch video. And like, yeah, I know hypocrite because it's all about the money. Right. It's all about you getting your advantage and you just being pissed off that they got a better advantage with their cheating than the cheating that you're doing. And you know what? It may not be against the rules, John, but it's still it's cheating in their heart, and they know it, and that's why they're crying like they like babies. Right. I, I I'm I'm not a big fan of all the people who've been bitching and moaning. There there are a few pure people out there that you know take this very very seriously. But I would say a majority of the players, probably eighty to ninety percent, have all done something in their careers that is bended the rules or broken the rules to their advantage. Yeah. Exactly. So that's sports. Exactly. In a nutshell. And also Aaron Judge, maybe just stop falling apart. All right. I know you're like a seven foot tall, (laughs) you know, Aaron the Giant. You just wiggled your finger. Doesn't that make you happy? (laughs) That's a little princess bride. A little princess bride for everybody there. Wow. Going way back (laughs) into the treasure trove. Anybody want a peanut? Let's move on. Let's go back. Actually, let's not move on. Let's step back to the coronavirus. The Pirates apparently are taking it very seriously. Uh, they've sanitized their entire facility. I mean, unless they're doing that daily. I mean, it's not some, it's not a one and done thing. Yeah, I feel like this pirate sanitizing the facility has more with the stink that's been coming from there for the last three or four <laughs> years. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, this is for the coronavirus. Like, no, this is bad management questionable player moves also can you even believe they traded tyler glass now and the mm, meadows and the meadows the meadows uh (laughs) and austin meadows for uh my brain just like totally froze up right there maybe i've got the coronavirus um and uh maybe you know what i need i need some video replay that i can do while i'm (laughs) clean yourself yeah just just, i just want to tighten it up a little bit tighten it up tighten it up um Anyway, for Chris Archer, who's mediocre at best. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the stink yeah. they're trying to cleanse themselves of. And you know what? I'm all for it. Yeah, they did clean house. So, you know, maybe that's part of the whole thing is like, well, we got rid of Clint Hurdle. We got rid of uh, Huntington. Uh, we might as well just clean the whole facility. Exactly. It's a metaphor, it John. Cleaned up. It is. So um, what did you, what was the, the COVID-19? Was that what you referred yeah, to earlier? Yeah, that's the name of the, the, the technical name for it. Have you seen the photo of the refrigerator with the the bottle of Corona in one corner and the rest of the con, you know the rest of the containers in the refrigerator on the other side with a um, a mask nice. over it? 
It's pretty. Funny. But here's the thing: the corona is the one that's supposed to have the mask. Right. It should. It should keep its mouth right. shut. Right. You. The other people wearing masks doesn't help them. Well, one of the things that we've been doing, you know, again, not trying to make too much light of a situation that seems a little bit overblown, is that every time somebody sneezes, <laughs> there, there is this like, you know, joke that's like Corona, Corona. Nice. And I'm sure it's not that, you know, laughable in some of the cities where, you know, especially in obviously in China and in Italy and in Seattle now is apparently a, the ground zero in the United States. But I just don't understand shutting down uh, entire cities for one facility that is localized. It's more a matter of, okay, who's come in here and, and, and quarantining those people. It's just, I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, I'm, I'm kind of like jaded by the whole thing right. and how the media has kind of really blown it up into a, a clickbait uh scenario i mean for, it does look just, we don't have to get into this but it does feel a little bit like the media really wants this to be a terrible thing right right it's like the hurricanes yeah like, oh this one's gonna be the big one. Yeah. Oh, it's not yeah it kind of feels that way yeah okay let's see what else oh another coronavirus headline is the players should limit autographs so they don't want to be passing you know balls and jerseys and photos back and forth between fans and players um and thusly passing along potential viruses. Which I guess you got to do, right? Because, like, you don't know. Yeah. Like, the, the guy in Connecticut who was, like, he was told he had coronavirus and went to a party anyway, and then some other people at the party got the coronavirus from him. Like, I feel like that's almost suable, don't you? Like, Yeah, I, yeah. there was. Was that the one where the person said, like, screw it, I, I'm, I'm not stopping my life, I'm moving yeah. on. And, and just kind of So he away. stopped someone else's life. Yeah, good job. Nice going. I mean, that does sound, Selfish. I'm just saying, that does sound like someone from Connecticut. No offense. So Justin Verlander's been having groin issues. Is Kate Hudson, or Kate Hudson, Kate Upton know about this? Well, that's the that's the reason why this is on the list, is so we can talk about Kate Upton. Oh, okay. okay. But I'm just saying, what, if, what say if, if you're a, a person of the, if you're a male person who has a groin, like, what better situation is there than having Kate Upton as your wife? To handle, can you massage my groin to handle your groin? And then the question is, but the question is, is she responsible for the groin issue? Could be. I'm just saying, like sometimes women get a little aggressive. She's a bigger girl, right? She's a, she's not big, but she could do like a, you know, right? Just saying, something to think about. She can, she can do some damage. Just saying. We may never know. It's like when uh, when Carlos Correa uh, hurt his rib last year with a massage. It was like, okay, sounds like shower sex, yeah. my man. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so uh, the Astros uh, scandal is dying down a little bit, but uh, A-Rod had to put his two cents in and uh, basically saying that he's a little bit concerned that the players haven't shown the proper uh, sense of remorse for what has been done. Therefore, you know, as ye sow, so shall, shall ye reap kind of thing. Yeah, this is funny because he was like, oh, yeah, when uh, he's like, I got busted. I, I agree for, with him. I got busted for steroid use and I took my penalty. But like, no, no, no. First of all, you were not very remorseful at you all. Fought it. You fought, you fought it. it. And also you were found to have you were found to have tested positive in 2004. You won the MVP that year. You didn't give that back. You didn't lose any of your money, so shut your mouth, A-Rod. This thing where, like, A-Rod has just been allowed to run amok in the baseball world drives me crazy. Like, look, 
fine. I'm not saying we need to ostracize him, but let's not pretend like this guy wasn't one of the bad guys of baseball. He was suspended for like 150 games because not only was he doing steroids, he was doing like a steroid ring. He was like Lance Armstrong. He was. He was. He and um, uh, Jose Canseco, big names in the in the PED era. Yeah. But at least Canseco is like, he owns it. You know, he's like, yeah, I was right, cheating. Right. Get over he's it. He's proud of it. <laughs> he's proud of but it. But like, no one's giving him a radio show. He's not, Jose Canseco isn't dating Jennifer Lopez, though. There were, isn't Canseco the one who was basically saying that uh, A-Rod right. was out cheating on? Right, right. Anyway. Oh, gotta love Jose. So what's the story here with the Players Association initiating a second grievance against the Pirates? I'm not even aware of what the first one was oh so it's just basically like they don't feel they're spending their their money their money yeah a, so we have the first grievance was from last offseason and then this grievance is from this offseason so this next one i'm i'm this is all you and i'm sure you put this on here for some reason i don't even know what a megan the stallion is it's the stallion the stallion is that uh i'm assuming megan is a woman megan is a woman rap, she's a, and she's a rap star and someone I've never heard of before. Fair enough. And she's she's suing ex uh, MLB player Carl Crawford. He of the big contract. Yes. <laughs> for more than one million, and he's got that's couch change for him. Well, here's but the thing what, about Carl Crawford. The... When Carl Crawford finished playing baseball, and I don't mean, you know, when he actually when his contracts were up because he finished playing baseball about five or six years before the A contract long time was ago. up. But when right. his contracts were up, right. he went out and he started uh, a record company. And as yeah. some slash all record companies do, when they sign a new talent, they almost always cripple the new talent with fees and sure. and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and and the trade-off is they, they cover all the expenses and they get the album and they promote it. And, blah, blah, blah. Right. and so, but they, the first deal that an artist usually signs is, is usually pretty bad for the artist. So Megan right. the Stallion is suing Carl Crawford because it was apparently the deal is like so absurd. It's like do you remember the do you remember the Stone Roses sure. back in like the late eighties, early nineties? Mm-hmm. And like they had that really amazing album. Awesome first album. And Absolutely. Th- it did so well, but they made no money off of it because of their record deal. So then they were like, screw you guys. We're going to get out of this deal. And there's, there's no getting out of the deal. You signed the deal. No. And no. so what they did is they couldn't write anything. They couldn't write any music. They couldn't play anything. Like, because everything that they even wrote onto a piece of paper would be owned by the record label. Right. Right. So anyway, wound up derailing them. Career, yeah, basically. Potential. They destroyed yeah. their entire yeah. careers. And again, this is the problem with this system. And I don't, we're not here to fix that. But anyway, Megan the Stallion and Carl Crawford in a sort of Stone Roses-ish conflict of uh, artist rights. And I almost always start with the, side with the artists, and I'm going to side with the artists on this, especially Carl Crawford, because he stole so much money from the Major League, Major League Baseball. He just can't stop stealing money from people. <laughs> Is Megan the Stallion in your Spotify rotation? Oh, gosh, no. Gosh, no. My wife does have her. She's got a summer oh, jam. I may have to. She got a summer jam. Oh. That's like, yeah, it's like she's. Uh, or was she's it last year? I mean, it's it's not like a big deal, but you know, it's like. Okay, I have to check. She's it out. not nobody. This is my. This is this next one is my favorite story of the off season. 
Madison Bumgarner was uh, incognito, apparently, because he's such a hillbilly and uh, a country boy and into the whole uh, Western scene and was doing the rodeo thing and uh, under a pseudonym, Mason Saunders. Right. <laughs> and uh, he actually was winning money and the Arizona Diamondbacks knew nothing about it and uh, kind of seemed kind of surprised that their new new talent that they spent a lot of money on, not too much money, but a lot of money on, was off, uh, you know, roping cattle. Yeah, and so it makes you wonder whether the uh, alleged dirt bike incident that he that derailed him a couple of years ago was maybe actually just rodeoing. But obviously, right. Madison Bumgarner's yeah. a jerk, and there's nothing wrong with being a jerk. The world needs jerks. That way you know who is and who isn't a jerk. But it's so perfect that this guy's just like, yeah, I'll just put my whole team at risk. And I'm going to go do I'll do whatever I want. I'll do dirt bike riding and rodeo. What was it? Uh, uh, team uh, team roping. I don't even know what that team is. Roping. Sounds like a sex yeah. thing. I don't. <laughs> and he won a whopping twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, you man, know, so that's, you know, come putting on it all on the line for twenty six versus putting it all the line for 80 million. Yeah. But also, like, shout out mm. to the uh, the rodeo uh, fans who kept it quiet. Good for them. Right. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know. Yeah, fair enough. They probably did. They probably knew. Okay. That wraps up headlines. Now we're going to go into starting nine in honor of the coronavirus. Nine <laughs> players with virus movie names. That's right. This, this could be fun. Okay. So, starting nine, as always, nine players in baseball with paired up with similarly sounding things in this case virus movies uh first up contagion carlo stanton (laughs) mike trout break oh nice that one's good thank you trout break kenta and drum maeda strain okay and drum maeda yeah that works almost that works no it's how about this how about this twelvis andrews monkeys it's time travel with virus. That's good. Right? It's time travel with virus. Uh, Kyle Schwarborzy. <laughs> it's kind of a zombie virus movie, but it is technically a virus. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, Austin, 28 Days Slater. Nice. I was wondering if that was there. Because, again, virus. Rage. Right? Rage. Yeah. The rage virus. Um. Okay, good. What do we got here? Oh, next, uh, Cabin Alex Feverdugo. <laughs> Cabin Fever, Alex Verdugo. Okay. All right. Nice. Uh, Dylan the Craze Cease, the Crazies, okay. right? Okay. Yes. Almost. Okay. okay. That's good. Uh, Glabe. What is it? Yeah, Glaber Tor Resident Evil. <laughs> Corporation. And last but not least, this is a virus movie, but in a different way. And the brand played on Druff, Woodruff. <laughs> so just a different virus to HIV. The, and the yeah. band played on. And the brand played nice. on Woodruff. All right, there you go. That's it. Starting nine. There we go. Or ten. Starting nine. Okay, ten. No one's going to. No one's going to count. No one counts. You know, I always figured it's just like, it's just, you know, the rosters are expanding to 26 this year in baseball. 
We can expand wherever we want. Right. Whenever we Whenever want. You know what? As a matter of fact, starting nine is going to have a DH from now on. I don't know <laughs> what that means. So uh, that wraps up starting nine. Let's move into extra innings and a look outside the baseball world. Uh, it's it, I can't believe that it's March Madness already. It just doesn't seem possible. It seems weird it's that it's already March Madness, right? Yeah. So March Madness, I've always looked at March Madness as the tournament. Now we're qualifying March Madness as all of the conference championships, too. But so there's a lot of madness associated with those conference uh, tournaments. So it's not there is unrealistic to say that it's also March Madness. But I also, what I find interesting is it's been crazy over the last couple of weeks. You know, you have the top teams that have been losing. <laughs> it seems like whenever they, they, there was an opportunity for one team to move into the number one spot, like four of the top five would lose. And it's just been kind of crazy. But the seeds haven't moved at all. It's the same four seeds, even though all of them have lost at one point in the last two weeks. It's rather interesting. A lot of losses with the top 15, 20 teams in the last uh, couple of weeks. I think this one's going to be wide open. We might have a, an outsider, uh, like an, a 7, 11, 12 seed could potentially win the national championship. I mean, that's the good stuff as far as I'm concerned. You that know, would be like, awesome. Yeah, I love that. I, that's, honestly, that's what keeps me riveted. Because, you know, you see, especially when you know, the, the, one, the NBA rule started where they get one year and the guys go in for one year and they yeah. stack these teams. It's sort of, to me, it took a lot of the fun out of the, the tournament. Because even though those teams mm-hmm. didn't always win, it just was like, uh, it's hard to get excited. But when you see it balance it out a little bit, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. And I always would root against uh, Kentucky and Duke. I love Krzyzewski, but I always root against Duke. And Kansas and North Carolina, you kind of want to root. You don't want them to move up. I, I always love it when somebody else uh, that's an unknown kind of elevates into the final eight or the lead eight and then the final four. That's always I think good for, for the sport and it keeps fans interested too. I mean, I do my brackets. I'll do, you know, anywhere from three to four to five. And uh, uh, most of it is like throwing darts at a board or looking for upsets. I'll do one that's kind of a main line and another one that's full of upsets and, yeah, but it's just, it keeps you in the tournament yeah. because of the, the, the teams that are the upsets. Those, I mean, the first two weeks, the, those first Thursday, Friday, the, the first two Thursday, Friday are the best parts of the tournament in my opinion. Yeah. Because there's so much upset potential and usually are a handful of those, and that's yeah. what makes it fun. I mean, for me, the it's the next the weekend. Four, the, eh. the next weekend is my – I'll watch more games during that weekend than any other time. I just – what I've done, because I've been working remotely for the last several years, is I just have my TV on, you know, in the background and will work yeah. with all this mayhem going on in those first two. Especially the first weekend is just like there's what – 32 games on in a matter of uh, 48 hours. That's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's fun. Good stuff. Uh, Let's see what else. We've got Kylie Jenner claps back at trolls that were criticizing her weird toes in photos. Is this an Instagram? Yeah, so this this was hilarious. First of all, toes are weird, right? I think we can all agree on that. Toes are weird. Yes. Feet are generally pretty weird, but toes are just weird, right? And everyone's got like different and formations. Some people have hideous. Some toes. people have awful toes, like terrifying yeah. toes. Like it could also be almost be a deal breaker in some relationships. Just like so, how hideous. Sure. I dated a girl once right. that was a waitress, and bless her heart, but her toes were so gnarly. It was, it was difficult, man. 
It was difficult. I, w- I found the strength to power through, break up with her, and then meet my wife and marry her, who has fantastic toes. Um, so, but again, they're just weird in general. Plus, like all the stuff that can go on down there, and there's fungus, yeah, and there's fungus uh, and stuff, oh, and then ingrown and nails right. or not ingrown, but uh, whatever it is, uh, hang nails and stuff on yeah, a toe. No, and oh yeah, my, sure. just and bunions and uh, it just it's just a mess. But anyway, so Kylie Jenner posts some photos. And I guess somehow it just got missed when they were doing all the Photoshop work to make her body look pristine and perfect and perfectly lit and all that stuff. Someone missed the fact that her toes looked all janky. And so, so <laughs> they, they, they look nasty and weird. And it may have just been like an optical illusion. And, but it looked like her middle toe on her right foot was like shorter than everything else. And, oh, it's just, and this is, the thing is like, this is what I, I yearn for. I want people focusing more on Kylie Jenner's feet than, you know, politics and coronavirus, coronavirus. and like all that stuff, you know, like let's just, let's all just agree to go online and make fun of Kylie Jenner's feet, you know, together as one. Right. And it's Kylie Jenner's probably taking away from Genesis uh, PR for their reunion tour. First one in 13 years. Right? This is not like Phil Collins is going to do like a tour. This is Genesis, man. Right. This is the Mike real and the mechanics, deal. Phil Collins, they all reunite. Yeah. Mike and the mechanics. Yes, that's the big draw. <laughs> Will they play all the Mike and the mechanics greatest hits? Will they play? The greatest hits. <laughs> Were you a big Genesis fan? I'm going to tell you right now. I was never a big fan, but some of their stuff, including some of the Phil Collins stuff, and uh, who's the other guy? Why is his name escaping? Peter, Peter Gabriel. Gabriel, of course. Peter Gabriel. Like some of the most iconic music of the era, the three of them, and yes, Mike and the Mechanics did exist. I will not pretend it didn't, but still, we won't hold that against Genesis. The question is, is it weird? This just popped in my head. Is it weird that Genesis is coming back while we're in the middle of a global plague. <laughs> wow. That's a good coffee that talking right weird. there, John. It is. That is. Um, <laughs> I mean, who's who's going to want to do this, though? You know, what what's the world going to come to? Are we going to just lock ourselves in our. You know, Phil Collins is not going to be able to play to a full audience. He may be in a he may be the the. The singer in the plastic bubble. Maybe. I think they're going to be far enough away, right? Like on the stage. Or maybe they'll just have like <laughs> those big, uh, those spit guards from salad bars. <laughs> well, you've seen those those videos where they show how far a sneeze goes. That's disgusting. No, I haven't I'd seen I'd rather those. not know the stuff like that. Oh, my God. There's like, they, they show it in like, uh, I think it's like an infrared. Yeah. And it like shoots out like 15, 20 no. feet. Yeah, no, I'm not going crazy. out anymore. So what's coming up next? Find out what Astros players think about their constant booing and heckling at games on our newest show called Cry Me a River.